Hey everyone, it's Editing Kevin here. As I finish the touches on this episode, we did run a little bit late last week and we are sorry about that. Um, life finds a way. <laughs> um, just to give you all a heads up before you listen to this episode, there is a little bit of some audio issues Joel and I had when we were recording and had some computer problems. Um, Rita just kind of got in her way and hexed us, so to speak. Um, we are hoping that the next episode will be a little bit better audio-wise, but we do apologize about that. But yeah, so go ahead and enjoy the episode as we talk about all the updates from Power Rangers. Hello and welcome to May the Power Protect You, the Power Rangers podcast where we recap and talk different events and announcements in the grid, including comic book releases, Kickstarters, product reveals, RPGs, and just generally everything that drains our wallet involving spandex-clad superheroes. Uh, as always, I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Kevin, and with me is... Joel! Yay! So we, t- Yay. we did take last week off. Um, however, uh, we are back in action, and we are so excited to talk about a few things that have popped up recently um, in the grid. But before we get started, um, as always, we just really encourage our listeners, um, and we really want anyone listening to this to take action and stand against hate and to be a hero in their own way. Um, two in particular... Um, things that we've been trying to advocate for is to provide support for our um, Asian communities and our Black communities um, and to really find ways that you can help be a hero and to help support um, and, you know, be a voice for those communities. Um, two resources that we always use uh, for um, anti-Asian violence resources, there is a website called uh, anti-asianviolenceresources.card.co and card is spelled C-A-R-R-D. Uh, meanwhile, there's also a resource card for Black Lives Matter, which is just blacklivesmatters.card.co. And again, that's C-A-R-R-D. You know, even if this isn't talked about on the media or, on, you know, on your timeline as much, know that this still matters. This is still important. You know, Black Lives Matter. We stand in support of our Asian uh, communities, and we really just encourage you to be a hero in your own way. Um, so please do what you can. Um, so that being said, we've got a lot to talk about this week. A few things came out, um, but we're going to start with one of, I think, mine and Joel's favorite things to talk about, which is the Boom Studios Power Rangers comics. Um, if you have not been reading these, you need to get on it because, holy cow, this is becoming, I think, some of the strongest Power Rangers media we have ever had, uh, which for something that started as a live action TV show is pretty incredible. <laughs> um Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but so last, uh, we are recording on, uh, July 3rd. So last Wednesday, uh, we had the release of Power Rangers number eight, um, which continues the Omega Rangers story as they attempt to stop the Imperials. Um, and they actually Mm -hmm. get to come face to face with one for the very first time and actually try to fight them. Uh, second time. Oh yeah. Second time. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yes. For the second time, um, and yeah, so it was a it was a pretty big issue. Um, a lot of a lot of interesting things happened. But Joel, what were your thoughts on Power Rangers number eight? Um, before I dive into those, I just want to make sure we give proper credit to everyone that was involved. Right. So the credits for this issue, or it was written by Ryan Parrott, of course, mm-hmm. writer of both the Mighty Morphin and Power Ranger series, mm-hmm. as it currently is. This issue um, was illustrated by Francesco Mortarino with a ink assistance by Gilby Ibarra. 
It was colored by Raul Angulo with color assistance by Jose Enrique Fernandez. Mm -hmm. And of course, lettered by Ed Dukeshire, the champion of lettering (laughs) for Power Rangers. The incomparable Uh, Ed Dukeshire. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I feel like he needs to get all his flowers every time. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this issue, I think it, it really is kind of... Hartunia's last moments is the big kind of arc of this mm-hmm. issue. Um, we knew that we've known in like as set up in previous issues, an imperial attack is impending for this planet. Um, it will likely end in the same way we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was honestly a lot of the Omega Rangers trying to make a last ditch appeal to try to save lives before the impending uh destruction of this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what was really strong about this issue, I think, is we we're seeing. <sighs> We're having Power Rangers tackle grief and impending doom, which is, mm-hmm. we are concepts that have, I think, existed in Power Rangers yeah. media before, but not been faced in the way that they are being done here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, the big specific thing is we're having Zach, Trini, and in a way, Lord Draken all kind of deal with and grapple with the concept of a planet dying and the people on it also being raised and destroyed mm-hmm. and how they not only take that in themselves, but also how they respond to it. Yeah. I and mean, it's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of what a lot of the arc, you know, all four characters, I think, kind of get a moment in this issue. But yeah. Zach is the one that we kind of primarily focus and it's his relationship specifically with the queen of partunia who is trying to assist the omega rangers in getting at least a small portion of the civilization onto their uh, planet and off uh before the imperial destroys everything Mm -hmm. but uh i know you have a couple thoughts kevin what did you think yeah i think that's definitely what really sat with me the most when i think of this issue was just the gravity of the situation and the hopelessness um yeah, You know, we've seen that concept of, like, an impossible situation be conquered before, you know, with Countdown to Destruction and with Legendary Battle. Um, those finales in particular I think of when I think of, like, an almost impossible situation that they overcome. Um, but I think this is the first time that concept of there's nothing that they can really do is happening. And seeing the Omegas try everything within their power to stop the imperial and just nothing is hardly working like i think they managed to get like a scratch on him right like they actually made him feel pain yes, yes. um that is a point they're able to uh, i think by overloading their swords they were able to hurt the imperial <laughs> and right. that, that's a, i would say heavily air quoted <laughs> like um, they, they got some sparks on him but like he stood back up they staggered him ever so slightly. <laughs> right. Um, so I think that's definitely something that, and I think it's something that Ryan really wanted to explore was that idea of, you know, in the Power Rangers universe, even if there is no hope, they always find a way to win. And this time they yeah. they didn't. And really the only victory they claimed, which even then was kind of a shallow victory, was saving a handful of Hartunians. Um, I think that the highlight of Zack's relationship with the Queen and him trying to save her and make sure that she is safe and her being like, I'll be right behind you. I think it's also going to be a very grounding moment for him because Zach has still, even up to this point, been kind of like the jokester and like the person that, 
you know, he's scared, but he's still trying to keep a positive face. And so I'm really curious to see um, how he is going to react to things in the future, because we've kind of seen glimpses, I think, for each ranger of them having like a temptation or like a moment where they could do something, but they do it differently. And I think for Zach, that moment came with the king and him letting the king die and not letting him on the ship and lying about it. Yeah. And we have we have the dragon as kind of the devil on his shoulder, being like, "Hmm, I thought I saw someone down there. That's interesting." It's it's um, mm-hmm. it's it's a thing Ryan's been playing with, and, and having Draken there, he's kind of the temptress in a weird way. He is the one kind of like, in 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 his own way, with both with Trini, with Jason, with Zach, there mm-hmm. are there be kind of edged closer to a darkness of sorts um uh, a more of gray area yeah uh, to say the least uh it's it it's a fascinating thing and it's also i think it's what ryan's doing very well with this you know with draken being on the team with the rangers facing these like huge crises Mm -hmm. uh it's testing them yeah it's 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 playing with morality in a way that i think in other media with power rangers in you know even other you know i think other writers in some instances even in like uh, other publishers within comics would not have been able to would not be able to handle um because he's really he's not making this black or white right yes draken is a villain yes draken is bad but we we in even in this series seeing kind of how that is complicated and Mm -hmm. we're we're seeing how jason trini and zach who are normally morally good always know what right kind of be in situations where they don't know what call to make right um and there's not really a air quotes good call yeah Um, which yeah which also kind of i think shares the themes of growing up which i think this book also heavily focuses on um yeah with them abandoning their father figure and like going out and striking on their own like it's they're definitely trying to catch that shade of they have moved on they're growing up they're not in this idyllic life in angel grove anymore so yeah what does that look like and who who do you become when you leave that influence of your of your family yeah um and i i'm excited to see what that kind what that leads to where we're going yeah um I, I, the most fascinating part of the book and the uh huge spoiler that we will be kind of putting out there um comes on the final page mm-hmm. uh so at the end of the issue, after Hartunia has been destroyed by the Imperial, we see the Imperial basking in what they did. Yeah. Um, and within that, there is another voice that speaks up. Um, and in this dialogue, we get a little bit of just like understanding that the Imperials are working for someone. Um, we get a hint that there were Omega Rangers at some other point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find out who the Imperials work for. Uh, and it's a very familiar blue-skinned individual that we've perhaps seen in another series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Zardus, correct? Yes. Am I? Okay. It's one of a one of Zordon's uh, mentors and kind of cohorts that we've seen in flashbacks in Mighty Morphin. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in control of the Imperials. He is leading the assault. Yeah. Uh, and a thing I noticed in going back and looking at the issue. Did you notice, Kevin, he's holding a helmet? Yeah, it was his guardian helmet, that, wasn't it? On, yes. Well, no, it's different looking, because on it, it looks like it has three crystals that look suspiciously like a Zeo crystal. 
Maybe. I, I thought that was just his Supreme, Supreme Guardian helmet. It looks different because it doesn't have the like headdress. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I I only noticed because I went back and looked at it. But yeah, um, so this reveal was unexpected. Um, yes and no. I, yes and no, but I, I, I did not expect the Imperials to tie into that. Right. That's more what I'm, I'm shocked about. Yeah. And it's interesting now that kind of, it, it makes sense in that those what Ryan is trying to weave, mm-hmm. but I it, I would not have thought these things would have connected. Yeah, um, that now complicates a lot of things because it's like oh boy, if you pull a thread in any direction, there is like so many different ways this could go. Mm-hmm. Um, so suffice to say, I'm excited to see what Ryan is kind of planning for us. Right. Uh, like Kevin, what was your thoughts at this reveal at the end of the issue? Yeah, I think. It makes some sense when you look back at the other issues and the way Zardus is portrayed in the flashbacks in the Mighty Morphin series and some of the ideals that he has. Um, I was in the same boat as you. Like I wasn't expecting him to be involved with the Imperials. I, I kind of figured they were going to be their own thing and like yeah. that would be kind of what ties the Rangers together, which is I think it still will. Um, but I think for me, it's... I had the feeling that Zartus wasn't all cracked up as he was, especially in the last issue of Mighty Morphin when Zed kidnaps Candace and is like, let me tell you about Eltar. Um, and I mean, we've never really seen much of Eltar until now. Like we've always known that's where Zordon's from. We've always assumed that Eltarians are inherently a good species because the main Eltarian we knew was Zordon. Um, but I think that this is going to set up for some pretty big revelations in the coming weeks. Um, and I, I know we've kind of speculated off of the podcast and on chat, like what we think is going to happen. If what I think is happening is happening, it's going to become probably one of the biggest bombshells for Power Rangers in terms of the canon. And I also think that it's going to be very divisive with fans if what I think happens will happen. So yeah, yeah that's that's going to be very interesting. And, you know, I think that's, that's just one of the things I love about these comics is that it is able to tell a new story and build the canon up. And especially now that once we got past the necessary evil arc and we've kind of broken off from the main continuity, anything can happen. Yeah. And I think, I think going forward, I think especially with power Rangers and kind of what, again, what Ryan is building, we're in for some, I think amazing storylines. I I can't I can't wait to see what what this leads mm-hmm. to. Um, and if we're right, you know, because we could we could be very wrong. Like it could go yeah. a, a myriad, like a hundred different directions. So I'm, I'm really excited to see. Yeah. Um, and I'm absolutely excited with the other issue that we got. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. So uh, a couple of days ago, we also got the release of the next one shot in the Power Rangers Unlimited series. Uh, that started with Heir to Darkness, and now we have Edge of Darkness, which focuses on the Phantom Ranger and a mission he went on over 10,000 years ago for Zordon. Um, yeah, a, there were some pretty fun revelations in this issue that I think definitely mm-hmm. builds on the canon and also ties into some stuff. So what did you think, Joel? What did you think of the Phantom Ranger's adventure? 
Uh, so again, before we get started, I want to kind of just go through the credits. Yep. This one shot was actually written by Frank Gogol, mm -hmm. who, if you're following online, is a major Power Rangers fan. Mm -hmm. uh, it was illustrated by Simone Ragazzone, who has done both of the one shots along with the uh, Dragon New Dawn miniseries. This issue was colored by Igor Monti, with color assistance by Sabrina Del Grosso, and lettered, of course, by Ed Dukeshire. Um, this was really great. Um, it, you, we talk all the time about how the comics are additive. Um, and what's interesting about this is this is additive to not only show canon, but it is additive to comics canon. Mm -hmm. um, because what this issue does is it takes a scene from GoGo Power Rangers mm -hmm. that we've seen previously and expands it out. Mm -hmm. uh, we're given more context and we're actually given more of what happened in this kind of uh, encounter. Uh, so not to go beat by beat, but the broad strokes of this is that we find out that the Phantom Ranger was actually tasked with protecting Rita and her mother, Fiena, um, over 10,000 years ago. And what we find out is kind of how that all shakes out, how Rita ends up in the clutches of Master Vile, and a tease, a hint of what the deal with the Phantom Ranger may be. Uh, but overall, I, I thought this issue was great. Yeah. Uh, it was not, uh, you know, prefaces to say to fans who may be coming into this unknown, if you don't have a lot of the context, this is going to seem weird and like nothing happens mm -hmm. uh, because it is a very small amount of time, but it is kind of, it does have like huge repercussions. Mm -hmm. um, I think I, I think it was, you know, Simone Ragazzone, I think every issue he does with Power Rangers, he gets better. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, from Dragon New Dawn to Air to Darkness to now Edge of Darkness, you can see the progression of him as an artist mm -hmm. um, and just in how he like lays everything out, how he draws things, how he communicates movement and action. Mm -hmm. in it. I think you can tell he's gotten a lot stronger and a lot more confident. Right. Um, I, I think Igor Monti did an amazing job with colors. This mm -hmm. is a beautiful issue. Uh, and just again, Ed Dukeshire again, letter lettering in bizarre, weird ways, having to you know deal with different characters who transform and change. Mm -hmm. Just did a great job. Uh, I just, I really enjoyed this issue. But what did you think, Kevin? Um, yeah, I uh, there's this definitely felt like a love letter for long term fans of the franchise um, mm -hmm. because there are multiple beats hit that give origins not only for villains in Mighty Morphin, but also even um, in Space and Mystic Force. Um, yeah. So some of the beats that I really enjoyed was, we always wondered who the Phantom Ranger was, and we did get some answers involving who he is. But Frank did it also in a way that kept it open-ended and wasn't like a definitive, this is who he is. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that we do find out, and of course at this point there are spoilers, so please skip ahead a few minutes if you need to. Um, but I, the idea that the Phantom Ranger is a being made out of grid energy and yes. that becoming a central focus of the story. Um, I thought that was actually a really good way to do it that still kind of gives more information on him, but at the same time doesn't necessarily... It doesn't necessarily disrupt Fanon and the actual canon itself. Like it's it's kind of like harmless in a way, but it gives more development to the Phantom and who he was. Um, obviously, it does mean that certain characters that we always theorized were the Phantom, like Billy, 
uh <laughs> billy was not alive ten thousand years ago so we know billy is not the phantom ranger now at least or well yeah t- temporal shenanigans you never know um yeah well in in listening to an interview with frank he said he was very like they were very purposeful in the fact that they never flat out said who the phantom ranger was mm-hmm. because hey uh you can write more books about this character now mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah but yeah i i agree i i think getting that hint was great uh, mm-hmm. but sorry continue on yeah no you're good um i think us getting kind of some origins for rita was also really good um because we obviously knew from gogo power rangers that rita wasn't inherently evil and we actually get to see young rita and she's really adorable and like she is this hope and this light and you know we find out which is pretty dark for the story is that rita was meant to be hollowed out and become a vessel for dark specter who cannot at least that was master vials yeah master vials (laughs) plan yeah and granted we also find out through this that dark specter couldn't exist in our world as it currently as he currently was which for me that gives some new context to his appearances in past comic books like with the psychopath and with um with the heir to darkness like there's a lot to think about here and to unpack um but i think it also is kind of setting up for what we're hoping to be dark specter's grand debut in the main series um which i think is what knowing ryan is the long game that he's playing right now um yeah so i thought that was very interesting um and one of the beats that i really loved about this issue was we also got kind of in an indirect way, we find out that, of course, Rita got grid energy infused in her body, and that's why she did not become Dark Spectre's vessel, um, which makes perfect sense as to why years later, when she becomes the Mystic Mother, she's able to connect the Rangers to the grid because she has that energy within her. Um, so we also kind of got a mini origin for how Rita helped make Mystic Rangers possible, <laughs> which I thought was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, it didn't spell it out, but like there's there's things in this issue that if you connect the dots, you're just like, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and and what I like as well is so kind of one of the plot points in the issue is we find out that um, Rita's parents, Fianna and her father, I forget the name that they gave Eldon. him, um, Eldon, they were researchers of the grid, essentially, and that at one point they looked into it and both had a vision of the future for their daughter. Mm-hmm. Um Fiona saw her daughter as a, you know, magical, good magic kind of entity, aka the mystic mother, mm-hmm. and uh, Eldon saw his daughter as a conqueror, as a villain, um, and was spoke to by Dark Spectre like, hey, you should use your daughter as my vessel, and was mm-hmm. corrupted ultimately by Dark Spectre into becoming Master Vile. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's fascinating and what Frank, you know, kind of said his big kind of point and kind of what he loved about it is technically they were both right. Yeah. What what uh, Eldon saw, what Fiona saw, both came to pass. Both just thought that they were the ultimate ends that Rita would have. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, kind of fascinating in that regard. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think. Again, I just I think what I love about this issue and we talked about it in with eight is that ultimately this is additive. Mm -hmm. Um, you can take this if you want it, or you can completely abandon it. Um, so outside of the flashback, the kind of bookends to the issue are, uh, 
the Phantom Ranger going to Hartunia after the Imperial attack in issue eight of Power Rangers and reporting back to Zordon. Mm-hmm. Um, and his ultimate finding at the end of the issue is that Dark Spectre has made it through. Yes. Um, that he is now on our realm of existence and has a physical form, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting. Um, and Kevin and I have theories on how that could potentially tie mm-hmm. back to Air to Darkness and even tie forward into like Turbo uh and other things and it's so what's interesting about this is i don't know that this is necessarily ryan crafting this i actually think this is a boom studios crafting it Mm -hmm. uh, because i think their ultimate goal is potentially maybe down the line us getting a separate series from even mighty morphin and power rangers Mm -hmm. that is perhaps other entities dealing with dark specter yeah um, uh, in the lead up to in the build up into in space yeah but yeah loved it think it's great mm-hmm. apparently it has sold out and they will be getting another printing because yep. um, boom has already released a new cover for mm-hmm. it um and if you've been paying attention i think frank google's kind of been uh real fascinated by the like spectator market around this apparently one of the variant covers for the issue is going for like 200 dollars mm-hmm. right now which is yep insane oh yeah well and it makes sense like the phantom ranger as a character was pretty popular he was pretty mysterious and i feel like with collectors they're seeing that and it it just makes sense is is it the best practice no but that's yeah that's that's, part of that's comics baby that's (laughs) that's the aftermarket for collectibles um but yeah i think it's definitely and it's also such a good sign and i think kind of speaking to what you said about boom planning things the Power Rangers series as a whole, I feel like, have been definitely so successful and so positive and received, like not just by longtime fans, but new fans even. And mm-hmm. I I definitely think that Boom and Hasbro are going to continue that relationship and we're going to see some crazier stuff happening down the line. And I'm really excited to see what happens. Um, there's a lot of implications here for the long term with the Imperials, with Dark Spectre that... And with Power Rangers number eight and Mighty Morphin number nine coming out next week as of recording, we're going to see more and more as we get to like a big crescendo. So, yeah, but we know issue 10 of Mighty Morphin uh, coming in August is mm-hmm. going, it's already, we've kind of been hinted by Ryan that it is a major turning point. I mean, they brought, they brought uh, so, Dan Laura back for a reason. Yes. So, so if you are you know not a collector or if you've not gotten into collecting um definitely if you're wanting to start uh, i would make sure to go to your local comic book mm-hmm. store and put in a order for issue 10 mm-hmm. um so that you make sure you get a copy of yep. it um and, and if physical issues aren't your thing comiXology is always there as a means for you to mm-hmm. get these issues you know definitely support these releases get them at official um find a way that you can do it um uh, and, you know, for people who, you know, cost is a thing, Comixology does a thing where, you know, a few months after the issue is out, they will drop in price. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is an option yep. as well. Yep. And a lot of yeah. local comic shops, they will also drop issues in price after a certain point. They may have $1 bins or certain shops will even have, if you buy issues in bulk, um, you'll get like a slight discount. So keep that, yeah. keep that in mind too. Yeah. But yeah, I I definitely foresee Mighty Mighty Morphin number ten getting a reprint. Like it's it's gonna sell out, hands down. Yeah, I, the hint is it seems like it's gonna be a you know Shattered Grid issue twenty five, uh, issue forty of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers kind of level of a turning point importance. 
yeah, so definitely make sure you are on that and getting that insight. But yeah. I think that wraps up everything with comic yeah. books. So let's talk about our favorite uh, board game, card game, and RPG game company, good old Renegade Games. Um, mm-hmm. So God bless Scott and his team. Uh, you know, he tells us just to just wait. But <laughs> a lot of stuff has been <laughs> happening. Um, so first off, as of yesterday, the Heroes of the Grid Heroes United successfully was kickstarted and funded. Um, it, I believe it made like three hundred plus thousand dollars off the Kickstarter. So yes. fantastic to see it yep. getting that support and love. Um, for those of you that did back, uh, you will be getting uh, backer surveys uh, pretty soon. Uh, what I'm really surprised about is the turnaround time for this. Uh, we will be hopefully getting this in September. Which, considering that we got our copies in June, that's a really quick turnaround. Um, but we will see what happens. I'm really excited to get the Heroes United bundle. Um, I do want to take a moment to st- set aside to thank my co-host uh, for <laughs> giving me a very, very, very gracious birthday present. Um, even though I was hesitant at first. Um, but Joel, thank you for allowing me to get this bundle because you knew how excited I was for it. So thank you. I'm just excited, and you now have to play it all the time. I know, I know. (laughs) We'll have to get online games going. Um, Yes, So Yeah, so for those of you that are excited, get ready, because this was just, I feel like the two of us was just a really strong bundle. Like, there was Mm -hmm. something for everybody. Yeah, this is, I think, overall, um, if you didn't get involved, there are ways for you to get in as a late backer, Mm -hmm. or even, you know, this should be hitting consumer shelves in september as well yep. definitely check this out um this has like omega rangers this has beast morphers this has solar ranger this has um, dino thunder a ton of really huge yeah this has a ton of major characters uh and a lot of it seems like it's going to shift the game in really interesting and unique mm-hmm. ways so definitely get involved if you're interested in the heroes of the grid game yeah uh yeah i definitely i think the reason why i love this expansion campaign so much is that it actually, if I'm correct, it hits every single era of Power Rangers, right? Because we've got the Saban era with yeah. all the Mighty Morphin and Space stuff. We've got mm-hmm. um, the Disney era with Dino Thunder. We've and like even Ninja Storm getting like Cam getting the central focus on the box. Uh, Hyper Force is represented. The Neo Saban era is represented. The Hasbro era is represented. The comic book era is represented. Like this is probably the most comprehensive collection of stuff for all of Power Rangers, and that's what I think I love so much about it. Yeah, so definitely. It's definitely some exciting stuff. Um, so yeah, I cannot wait to play it. It's going to be fun. Uh, also, uh, probably a little bit ahead of the Renegade Con here in a couple weeks, uh, we got a catalog leak for the next, um, I guess, version of the Power Rangers deck building game. So the, for those of you that maybe don't remember or don't know, uh, the Power Rangers deck building game came out officially last month, uh, finally hit Kickstarter backers uh, doorsteps. Um, Fantastic game, a lot of fun if you love deck builder games, and it gives a nice Power Rangers spin to it. And we kind of knew and figured, knowing Renegade, that there would be expansions. Um, we didn't know it would happen so soon. <laughs> uh, yes. But in a uh, gaming catalog, it was leaked that the next expansion of the deck builder game, uh, Power Rangers Zeo, stronger than before, uh, has been leaked. And it's really interesting because um, it works as what some companies call as an expandalone which means that you can either integrate this into the original base game or there's enough content that you can play it on its own. So you don't actually have to buy the base Power Rangers deck building game. Um, 
we don't know too much yet. All we know is that the theme is going to be the Power Rangers Zeo versus Machine Empire. Uh, the box itself had the five core Zeo Rangers on it, as well as several prominent members of the Royal House of Gadgetry. Um, but it should be coming in a few months. Uh, Joel, what do you what do you think about this Zeo expansion? How are you feeling? Uh, again, like you said, surprises coming so quickly. It looks like it's actually set to release in September, along with the Heroes of the Grid that we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Kickstarter recently. So I just, I'm more surprised it's coming this quickly. Yeah. Uh, Zeo definitely makes sense. You know, they've obviously done it before with the Heroes of the Grid. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of like, they kind of overlap with that. Yeah. Um, I'm just excited to see what it looks like. The art for the box that we've seen from the scan looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just excited to see yeah. what it what it entails once we get more information. Yeah, I, so I am surprised, but at the same time, after thinking about it, I'm not. I mean, the deck building game itself was supposed to be out in March, but due to COVID with shipping, it caused some delays. I'm certain that we were probably going to see the deck builder game last year, but COVID got in the way of that. Um, Same same with the um, most recent Kickstarter, uh, or not Kickstarter, the uh, Crowdox expansion for Heroes of the Grid that featured, you know, Squat and Babu, the third villain pack. I, I just feel like some of that was meant to come out earlier, and so they're kind of now beginning to play catch up. Which is great because it's providing more content, but it's terrible for your wallet. Um, so it's exciting to see this traction move forward. Um, I, I think a Zeo game makes sense, especially standing on its own, because Zeo in itself is still a pretty popular season. Uh, this is the yeah. 25th anniversary of Power Rangers Zeo, so it also makes sense as well. And I'm really excited and curious to see what they're able to do. For sure. So, yeah. Um, but that's not all with Renegade. Uh, so just as a reminder, the Renegade Con, uh, the virtual Renegade Con will be in two weeks from today's recording. It'll be happening on July 16th and July 17th. So when this episode comes out, it'll be next week. Um, and when we wrote this originally, like when we wrote our notes for today's episode, we didn't really have that much to talk on until our lovely friends at Renegade Games at Play Renegade on Twitter uh, unveiled the official schedule for uh, the con and we got some pretty pretty big reveals I feel like don't you think Joel? Yeah oh yeah um, the major one uh, so they laid out all of the different panels throughout mm-hmm. and while there's some specifics to certain uh, brands and franchises a lot of it it seems like they're going to be announcing kind of in bulk mm-hmm. um, so there's sections specifically tied to like the board games. There's specific things tied to like the five E games. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Power Ranger fans, the one that is I think the most interesting is on Friday, July 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be hosting the premiere of their new show, Day of Destiny, a Power Rangers RPG weekly show. Mm-hmm. Um, and along with announcing that, they announced the cast, which will have Dustin Fletcher as the GM DM. And star as the players, Carlos Luna, Erica Fermina, Katie Wilson, Sander Jenneret, Aaron Gray, and Malika Lin. Mm-hmm. So, um, didn't expect that. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't either, because, so this is what it tells me. It tells me that the game is at an advanced, oh gosh, I'm getting so loud. Um, I'm excited. So, it... It tells me that the game is far enough along that not only can they show it off and do a consistent weekly show of it, that it's ready. And I would not be surprised if we get a Kickstarter or a Crowdox campaign announced that weekend. So sure. I, oh my gosh, it's 
considering that I've started getting into 5e games this past year, um, I understand them a little bit better now. I actually got to DM a couple weeks ago for the first time. Uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, I think there's a lot of love in the fandom for Hyperforce, and so seeing a second campaign show um, makes sense. It and also with Malika as part mm-hmm. of the cast. Oh yeah, who uh, who helped create and was like the DM for Hyperforce. Mm-hmm. Like seeing that kind of connective tissue is really great. Yeah. Um, I quick I recognized Xander Generet as well because he has played in a couple of of uh, popular RPG shows mm-hmm. across various like streaming groups and uh, kind of content farms. And it looks like all of the cast as well has also done a bunch of RPGs mm-hmm. um, in our experience. So I'm fascinated to see what this will entail. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I'm curious if they will be original Rangers or if this is going to be kind of like them playing you know, proxies of other rangers. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what this could be. Uh, and the fact that, again, like you said, the fact that they're doing a weekly show means that they're, they have to be far enough along to have them play and get mm-hmm. like this. Oh yeah, like it's, and probably what we're seeing is, like the game is probably fully developed and they're just now ready to send it off to printers, which since this will be more book-based, um, I, I have a feeling that we could potentially get this fairly quickly. Um so some things to keep in mind, and just as a quick side note, because I, I just had a light bulb moment. Day of Destiny, like that almost sounds like something from Time Force, because there's episodes that relate to that, like Dawn of Destiny and all that. So part of me is wondering, would that... And then, well, my my immediate thing is Day of the Dumpster. Oh yeah, that too. It's a play on that. Yeah, game. that too. So who uh, knows? I, it's, I'm... In a way that I can't describe, I'm very pumped about this. I'm excited to see what it could be. Um, you know, in if you were a fan of Hyperforce, you know that it ended on like a huge cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, so my hope is if this is popular enough um, with the involvement of Malika, I'm hoping that this could maybe spurn a either one shot for Hyperforce or something yeah. to allow it to maybe shift into this 5e mm-hmm. zone yeah. and have them play you know, bring back the cast and have them even do like a one shot where we wrap up those characters mm-hmm. and get them into like kind of a different state. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Yeah, for um, sure. I would love it. Yeah, it's there's a lot of potential here. And, you know, of course, those of you that follow Dungeons and Dragons, even if you're not serious about it, you know, Critical Role has become such a major component. Um, and obviously this would probably not get to the levels of critical role. It could. Um, but I would strongly encourage you to, if you're listening, tell your friends about this. If they play D and D send them, I'm already starting to send the link to people just being like, Hey, get ready for this. It's going to happen. Be ready. Yeah. Um, and, and for people like, you know, if you're wanting to get other people in, like they're renegade is also going to be making these five E compatible games for like GI Joe mm-hmm and for transformers mm-hmm. so there are options to go into other universes and get to kind of explore that and they all work with I each just, other so yes uh and again like you said you know this is a great opportunity this can spurn so many different things i also just like the renegade con uh it's also they're going it's going to be an expansive so it's over two days it's all virtual it's all mm-hmm. online they're also going to have panels um uh, regards to like painting uh minifigs for like heroes of the grid mm-hmm. Um, I know the one that the Luis, who has been doing them um, on Twitch, he's going to be painting the Solar mm-hmm. Ranger. So if you're interested in that, that is something to definitely check yeah. out. 
And like I said, it's interesting. They'll be doing the reveals in kind of chunks. Mm -hmm. So like throughout the weekend, definitely tune in if you're wanting to look at certain aspects that Renegade is going to release. Yeah, for sure. Um, And here's some things too, if you're listening and planning for next weekend, here are some interesting, if you're very interested in the 5e game, here's some things to keep in mind. Um, So we will have uh, on Friday the 16th uh, at uh, looks like 4 30 uh, pacific time so that would be 7 30 eastern time uh that's when they're going to do a reveal of the board and card games so we'll see some brand new reveals there um after that around 5 30 est uh, pst uh, 8 30 est will be the unveiling of the three role-playing games so if you are very interested in that make sure you tune in then um after that uh 6 30 uh, pst 9 30 est it'll be uh Papa Louie painting the Solar Ranger. So if you want to see that, that's always a fun time. And that'll cap off with the premiere of Day of Destiny at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Pacific Time. So a bit of a late night, but it'll be worth it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. In addition, on Saturday the 17th, um, they will have a role-playing game walkthrough at 2.30 Pacific Time, 5.30 Eastern Time. Um, And even though it's not going to be Power Rangers related, they are going to show how to build a G.I. Joe character in the 5e G.I. Joe game at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. So I think given that there's going to be some overlap there, that might be good to watch if you're curious to see how to build a character in Renegade's 5e universe. So um, I think one thing that was interesting as well, I don't know if you saw on Saturday morning schedule, but did you see about the G.I. Joe minis? Yeah, so, I saw that as well. So they apparently are, have semi-confirmed models for at least the G.I. Joe RPG, so I'm wondering if they will have Power Ranger models for the Power Ranger RPG. Yeah. Or, or if they'll it, just be like, use your heroes of the grid, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious as well. Um, and also, like on Saturday, it looks like at the end of the day, um, around 8 p.m. Pacific, so that would be around 11 mm-hmm. p.m. Pacific Eastern Time, they're going to be doing like a game show and having prizes as well. So they may be giving away some stuff in there as well. For sure. Kind of interesting. So definitely check it out. Support Renegade. Mm -hmm. They're great. Um, You know, we talk them up every time we talk about them. Uh, They're doing just wonderful things for Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited for them to kind of get to expand. I agree. um, Into different areas. Yes. And don't forget, you can also, even though the con is free, you can also register on their website to be a, to be in the con and have an attendance ticket. Uh, They have teased that there will be special goodies coming to your inbox. So I would highly encourage you to get that so you can maybe get some special things coming through. Definitely. Definitely. All around, exciting stuff. I cannot wait. Um, And we'll see how that goes. So... (laughs) Um, and that kind of leads us into uh, another big... There's been a lot of news this week, actually. This is a long episode. Um, We're not going to go into super details and like recap everything but there was a fan first friday on july 2nd so yesterday as of recording um where we got to see some cool things for the lightning collection and dino fury and just kind of seeing what's coming down the road for rangers um so i'm just going to run through these real quick and then we can kind of talk about what we enjoyed uh some of the major hits included uh the reveal of wave 10 of the lightning collection which speculation had kind of fueled and there were some leaks but we now know that wave 10 will officially include uh the phantom ranger the pink space ranger cassie the Yellow Zia Ranger, Tanya, and the Dino Charge Green Ranger, Riley. In addition, our next monster figure was revealed as Guy, and there was a tease of what's to come for Lightning that looked oddly like something stealthy and ninja-like, and something that I may have already opened my wallet for. 
Um, <laughs> uh, we also got some reveals for Dino Fury. There was uh, the reveal of Void Knight and the Gold Ranger figures. We got to see more of the Zords, as well as an Amazon 5-pack, including the entire team, uh, with their Chroma Fury sabers, their key, and a belt buckle to store your keys in. Um, we also got the reveal of the Moser Razor Zord and the Terra Free Zord uh, prototypes, and we found out that the first wave of Zords will launch in late summer and early fall. Um, those were some of the major beats. There were also some minor reveals, um, but Joel, what did you think of this fan first Friday? Overall, I, I feel like it was kind of a jam-packed one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time they kind of like did away with the standard, like, we're going to do a little trivia, we're going to pad this mm-hmm. out. No, they were like, nope. Uh, all filler, no killer. We're just gonna give you, know, or all, all, all killer, no filler. Mm-hmm. We're gonna like go straight through this, hit it all. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. I, I feel like some of it was a little eh because it was just products that I wasn't really kind of concerned about as far as like the brand franchise side. Right. Um, they highlighted the shoes that have come out from Reebok. Um, we got a hint of like you know Dragon Armor Trini being in Legacy Wars. Like yeah, that's fine. Um, overall, I think the thing that really struck me is the Lightning Collection reveals. Mm-hmm. I think Wave Ten is a great wave. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the figures look great, mm-hmm. uh, despite you know paint app gripes that are always existing. Um, I'm excited to get pink uh, for In Space and yellow for Zio mm-hmm. and be able to complete those teams mm-hmm. um, once they get released um and while i was not thrilled when i first saw it i'm kind of excited by i guy mm-hmm. coming out uh, so i will be getting him to add to my collection as yeah. well uh but what about you kevin what stood out to you with this like yeah. or this fan first friday yeah i think for me it was definitely the wave 10 of lightning um it's no secret that i love the lightning collection and i've i'm all in like i'm collecting it all my goal is to have a lightning room someday in my future house um and it all will look very beautiful um <laughs> uh, i think for me um it was the lightning figures really actually so i didn't get to watch this live uh because i they have done really poorly at scheduling these with my exercise schedule so i just i was like okay i'll just see the spoilers and i'll go through the highlights um but with wave 10 i'm really excited to see how much they shook things up um you know this is the first full wave i believe about a mighty Morphin figure like at all um so that's really cool that's really fun i think maybe wave eight didn't have any mighty morphin figures as well if i remember right but um it's really cool to see another wave about that um i think the phantom ranger getting a figure just makes sense um and i feel like they probably were planning for this to come out a bit earlier to line up with the comic book but that's okay um I think, you know, Zeo Yellow and In Space Pink, they look amazing. Like, I I love Cassie and Tanya, so they were an instant buy for me. Um, I am passing on Riley for just a little bit. I'm going to wait for him to drop in price. Um, it looks like a great figure, but I, I'm trying to kind of also conserve what I spend and, you know, save some of my buys for later on. Um, I Guy, I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm not getting the monster figures. It does look great. I think it's a great collection figure, um, and it'll be a lot of fun to make those dioramas of your Billy figures. Um I think for me, it was the Lightning Collection, though. That was probably the big thing for me. The Dino Fury figures look nice. I, I'm very tempted to get the five-pack, because they do look good. <laughs> um, yeah. But... I, I need I need them to go ahead and just announce Lightning Collection versions of them, though. That's kind of yeah. where I'm at. I'm like, eh, I just... Yeah. I need you to just do the Lightning. Especially Void Knight. Just go, go ahead and give him yeah. those. Go yeah. ahead. Like, and I, and I, definitely, um, I, I definitely think we're going to be seeing them in the coming year. I think one thing that we're just... It's still... 
even though it doesn't feel like it, the pandemic is still happening. People are still working from home. I mean, the the, the Hasbro team was still doing this on Zoom slash stream. Um, so yeah. I think I think for the time being, we are going to have to kind of wait because I think there's certain things. And I mean, they even kind of hinted at that with the Zord discussion in the Dino Fury segment of like the pandemic definitely pushed back what they wanted to do. And I, I think that's just something that we got to kind of expect. So I'm sure we'll see some Dino Fury lightnings in the next year or so. And I'm excited to see what they come out with. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing with the Zords that I thought was interesting. So they showed off the boxes mm-hmm. for uh, kind of how they will be releasing. And what I thought was interesting is um, on like the two packs for like blue and black and then green and pink. Mm-hmm. They, if you looked at the boxes that they had, they showed like interesting combinations that you could do yeah. with them. Uh, with the which I thought was kind of a neat thing because mm-hmm. I think one of the big pushes they're trying to make with this is that you can kind of assemble it in any way you want, mm-hmm. uh, aside from just doing the standard Zord combinations mm-hmm. from the show. Uh, so I'm kind of excited and fascinated by that for sure kind of component to them. Yeah, and I can't wait to kind of get those because I, I definitely I think I'm gonna get the Zords for sure mm-hmm. for this round. Uh, but uh. Other than that, I do think we really need to touch upon that tease that they did, because, um, boy, how do you definitely looked like, you know, something from, I don't know, season three of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, <laughs> which might be one of these hosts' favorite seasons. Yeah, it's, they did a good job at, like, kind of hiding the shadow, and, like, they, they did the same thing that, like, in Japan they do with, like, the magazines of the Centauri reveals, where, like, they do, like, the shadow and like yeah but you can see the outline um yes if you pay close attention and you know the designs as well as i do uh it is very much a ninjetti power ranger figure um i believe it's tommy like it looked like a white outline on the suit so um we don't know for sure yet of course if it means it's going to be a movie figure or if it's going to be based more on the show um we could even get an alternate head where like it's with the hood down and then with the hood up i i don't know yet um yeah, I, I think it's going to be exciting. Um, I definitely am interested to see how they look. I think they're going to be a lot of fun figures to have. Um, boy, howdy, I just need Hasbro to take a break. Like, take a few months off because whew, we are getting a lot what, of figures. What I'm waiting for to happen, Kevin, mm-hmm. and you're going to hate me for this, they're going to reveal this Ninjetti figure and then they're going to drop them TMNT ones. Probably. Just, just, just you wait. Probably. And you're just going to be like, you're just going to be like. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, but I, it was interesting because I don't, did you just like do all the zooming in and stuff? I assume you did. <laughs> yes. So yes. does it look like it's cloth or plastic to you? It looks like it's plastic. To That's me. what I was thinking. Because um, I was thinking that like at first I was like, they wouldn't use cloth, but then we got the cloth dress for Rita. Um so I'm hoping that it will be plastic just to kind of homage the original figures when they came out back in the mid nineties. Yeah. The movie mm-hmm. versions. Yeah. Like, and I, I think, I think it yeah. is it, just looking at how the legs mm-hmm. are shaped and you can even see the one it's standing on has like the like mm-hmm. crease mm-hmm. in it. I think it is molded plastic. Yeah. Which is fine. I think that, I, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, given the possibility of these figures that they need to have, I think the fabric would not have done very well with the suit so yeah but unlike something like rita where you're not going to have rita like kicking and jumping and all that like she's pretty stationary so um 
but yeah, I think it's I think it's exciting. Um, they definitely are doing the teases pretty well because they're showing us stuff and letting us know what's coming without telling us. Um, just like we knew that Phantom Ranger was getting a figure based on the uh, Turbo Laser, so um, it's it's a good way to kind of keep the speculation going. Um, one thing that they also talked about in the live stream as well was some upcoming events. So uh, PulseCon will be returning this fall. Uh, there are no official dates yet. However, we will be hopefully seeing some stuff on that very soon. Um, so that will probably mean more lightning reveals and con exclusives. So be ready for that. Um, also, they kind of dropped the bombshell that Power Month, of course, we know has been coming, but they revealed that we will have a new reveal of products every single week for Power Month. Yeah, and the way they phrased it is they seem like it's going to be themed every week. So it's probably the capsules. I don't know if these are... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. So, yeah, like, in the way Emily kind of spoke about it, like, I don't know if she was just misspeaking, but she's like, oh, you know, what do you think they're going to be? And it's like, y'all told us well, what some of them are. Yeah, we know some of yeah. them. We don't know all of them. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's it, it'll be interesting... I my big thing is are you dropping five products every week cuz if so yeah. I think what's I think <laughs> what's going to happen is it's not going to be five lightning figures per week but I think it's going to be the capsule related things so you know yeah. it may be the retro morphing figures for Walmart one week and then the next week may be like metallic white and some other extra things um yeah. I have a feeling we're going to get a white ranger morpher as part of power month I can already see that happening yeah um so that'll probably be a guarantee. And then um, I could also see some other stuff kind of coming to pass. So it'll be interesting, I think. But I think it also highlights that. And I won't go into depth of this because, you know, we're not going to be negative today. Um, a common complaint that I think people have had about Hasbro in the past year or so is that Hasbro doesn't care. They don't, you know, they don't want to promote the brand. This is them proving otherwise, I feel like. <laughs> like. Yeah. I, and we'll, that's all we'll say. The, the delusion of. Yeah, the deluge of stuff we've had, and that's not even just like Pandora's Fridays, even events. I think the things like the Reebok shoes, mm -hmm. I think just the different ways that they're trying to expand the brand, mm -hmm. I, they are trying. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, and it feels, I think, it, it, I'm excited to see what this Power Month is. I'm a little, I'm a little mm -hmm. hesitant, but I'm also kind of at that thing of like, I'm only getting the stuff I want. Mm -hmm. Anything else... I'm not a completionist collector right, by same. any means, so I, you know my my wallet can't handle that. Yeah. So I'm definitely I, I'm curious what it'll be, and I'm kind of excited to see mm -hmm. as well. It is weird that it's almost August, anyways. Like they're like, oh, it's Power Month. It's going to be in August. I'm like, okay, that's like six months away. No, that is yep. two months yeah, away. We're flying by. We are. Yeah, we've got like a month until that yeah. starts. So yeah. I I think it's going to be interesting. I'm really hoping we don't get more two packs that have like a figure I want, like the cat two pack. Um, mm. I'm, I'm dreading that. I know that's going to happen. That's probably what's going to happen, isn't it? Um, I mean, we we know one of the two packs at least, uh, and they even joked about oh, it yeah. on the fan first Friday clip. Like, <laughs> yes. So uh, definitely, I yeah. think we've got more in that vein. But I I'll be excited to see. Uh, I do think of this whole reveal, the lightning collection was the thing, I, as we've already mentioned. Uh, but I'm just looking at the pictures of them, and I'm like, I'm genuinely excited to get Riley. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I love those Dino Charge figures. Yeah. And just, like, the fact that we're getting, like, Cassie, and she's got, like, a really cool effect piece mm -hmm. for her satellite stunner. Mm -hmm. uh, I even... The Phantom Ranger, who 
I would never have thought as a figure I would have wanted. I'm excited to get yeah. him. Uh, just I think it's going to be, this is a good set. It's going to be great. Can't wait to get those at the end of the year. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, it's I, I, overall, I think a really successful fan first Friday. Um, I, can I, can we talk about one thing when they go off script? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and specifically, uh, John in the like uh, sculptor group, he's the one who handled a lot of the Megazords. Mm-hmm. You can tell he really liked talking about it, but you can tell there were times when he was just talking and Emily was like sitting there being like, uh huh, uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, I'm sorry, as someone who has dealt with this kind of stuff before, it is very amusing to me mm-hmm. at least. Um, but that being said, they do a great job. Um, I'm very happy with the team, uh, and I can't wait to see what they've got in store for us. Yeah. And that was also not the only <laughs> reveal uh, this past week. Uh, we also got the formal unveiling of the Super 7 Ultimates line. So for those that don't know, Super 7, uh, they made the reaction figures, so the little tinier figures that you know you could pose with your Golden Girls or with your Star Wars figures that are from that same company. Um, and... With the Ultimus line, they focus on having like high-end collector action figures that have multiple points of articulation and multiple accessories, and they just are pretty crazy. Um, but we had the reveal of the Yellow Ranger, the Green Ranger, Putty Patroller, Goldar, and the Tyrannosaurus Dinozord figures, which should now be available for pre-order. Um, Joel, what do you think of the figures? They're fine. <laughs> I I don't know that they're for me. right. Um, it is really cool because they are like again highly detailed, like you said. They're coming with like a ton of accessories mm-hmm. and also multiple ways to do the figure. Um, what was yes. interesting to me was that with the Yellow Ranger, uh, it includes a head sculpt of Trini, but also Aisha. So you can pick which Yellow Ranger you want it to be. Um, yes. with the Putty Patroller. The Putty Patroller is the one that I was the most impressed with, just because of the fact that it has accessories for you to be able to make it a Z-Putty. So it has the kneecaps, as well as the alternate head and the uh, vest that goes over the putty lines. Um, There were accessories to make the football putty. There were accessories to make the um, Wild West putty. Like, I was impressed with that. I gotta give them credit. The figures aren't necessarily for me. But for those fans that want that, um, have at it. Go for it. Huh. Okay. So I had not seen the price for them yet. So <laughs> for anyone who's interested, it looks like they're about $55 a piece. Mm. Um, mm. I don't know. It's... <laughs> Are you... So they're obviously... They're a little higher end than the Lightning Collection. Mm-hmm. But... I'm going to say this, and I don't mean this in a mean way. They kind of give me low-rant figure arts figure uh, feelings. Yeah. Like, that's the vibe I get. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe I got, too. It's it's like a mid-grade between lightning and figure arts. Um, yeah. And I definitely think and feel like Super 7 kind of intended that. Like, they kind of wanted to make a line that was above lightning collection to kind of give that for fans. Um, but, you know, if that's something you're interested in, if that's something you want, more power to you. I'm perfectly happy with my lightning figures and I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I think I think I I think I'm 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 gonna pass because it's just also like great that all those accessories come with it. I don't know that I need them. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think it's a pass for me. I it just it, again. I think it's also it's no, we won't go into it. But yeah, I, it's a pass for me. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And you know, it's I think it also reiterates what we were talking about with Hasbro earlier. Like they are finding ways to expand the brand through not only other ways but also toys as well and having these partnerships which is pretty cool yeah which is exciting oh yeah, to get, yeah so for sure yeah. all right well that was a lot of information for the week but we are finally caught up with the grid um we uh definitely have some exciting things coming up uh with announcements with digital conventions um but if you want to connect with us uh via social media or email uh you can find us uh you can email us at uh maythepowerpod at gmail.com so please feel free if you would like to give some feedback suggestions um criticisms whatever it might be um or if you're interested in guest hosting uh that's something that we will be setting up at some point in the near future future episodes um you can also find us on social media at Made the Power Pod on Twitter, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at BridgeMT3 and on Twitch at just twitch.tv slash BridgeMT. Joel, where can they find you? You can find me on most social media at ThespisPunk. Um, but once again, we, we say this every week. Um, we don't do this podcast for like money or fame or anything like that. Like, this is really just two friends just gossiping and joking about Power Rangers. Um but yep. we do appreciate all of you that have been listening to us, that have stayed with us since the beginning over a year ago. Um, this is episode 49, which is insane that next week will be episode 50. Um, but we really just want to say again that we do appreciate all of you that listen and give us your ears and your time to listen to what we are talking about. <laughs> um, but that will just about wrap things up for today's show. So uh, we look forward to speaking with you all again and for you all to listen to us again. Thank you as always. And of course, may the power protect you. you.